1: what's going on everybody Pat bear here and we are back it is the last flame on episode of 2022 we have made it through the year y'all and we are doing eh, just a little a little microsode a little recap a little best of if all the critics can do it why can't we we are here i am with eric brian and bj <laughs> going to say, say hi everybody.
2: Hi everybody.
1: Oh, hello. I realized on our last episode we didn't even introduce ourselves. I didn't even introduce how myself. How did we do
2: that? Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you listen to the last episode, it's very obvious how we did it. <laughs> <I> mean, <yes.
2: laughs>
0: I'm sure. That,
5: I'm sure Pat will have introduced us on the episode if you go back and listen to it. Oh, oh in, yeah, yeah. With the magic of editing.
0: I want, no, you, to do, I will I want you to do, I want you to do like the worst edit possible. Like I want you to go out of your way to make it sound like BJ, Brian,
1: Eric. Oh, no, I'm going to do it like the, uh, the Lee Dawson rootcap cap Christmas special when, uh, they introduce Tadric Hall and it's the, the robotic, <laughs> like text to speech boys, Todrick. When was the last time you paid your dancers? I don't know.
5: No, no. <laughs> oh yes.
1: Oh god. Oh, uh, but yeah, I no. Listen, I don't. The editing is minimal. the uh, The audience <laughs> likes the raw feel of our episodes. Who doesn't I like the raw feel? I mean, oh. the, it's the raw <laughs> mouth feel of That's this, this bitch, episode. Listen. I love a good mouth feel. Um, (laughs) I will say this though there was an edit request made by BJ it's so I love it and I actually I actually obliged and went above and beyond and took it a step further than what he asked for because in one of his uh, now that's what I call gay life episodes two ago in the feed uh, (laughs) one of the BT members Took a while to answer, and he was like, "Can you put the SpongeBob?" A few moments later, in there, <laughs> and I did. But it was funny because there was a it's pause. Been... Eighty-four years. Oh years.
0: <laughs> oh my god! It was. Per- I was in tears. I was like, "Oh, uh, I," because because I literally asked him to make. I was like, quickly, one word, and it was just. I, I, now, I don't want to say anything, like, simple. And then it was, like, five minutes later. And then he was, like, I don't want to say anything, like, love, 12 hours later.
1: <laughs> and it was it, perfect. It was well, perfection. Because I don't, like, I, I kind of know some of the SpongeBob memes. I'm, I'm not, like, I don't watch SpongeBob. But I had to find it on YouTube. And I found the a few seconds, uh, you know, it was, like, a few moments later. And then there was... uh like a few months later or something like that. There was another one that was like a longer stretch of time and I there was a a something was said in between the big gaps and I was like, "Okay, we're doing both of these." And uh yeah, if you caught that, that was that was a request by BJ that I I said, "You know what? I will go ahead and do this for you." <laughs> uh, but anyway, we are here to close out the year with our top 5 or I wouldn't even say top five because, honestly, some of these overlap. And um, I will just say, these are five pieces of pop culture, media, entertainment, goodness, from the year 2022 that we want to share with you. We're not going to go into deep discussions about it. Some of these things are topics we've discussed on previous episodes. These are things that maybe we'll be having microsodes coming up. So we're really just going to kind of uh, do round robin style we'll each give one we'll just keep rotating around until we've gone through all five of them and um, just share some pics of things that we really enjoyed from this year and uh, if these also resonated with you out there dear listeners hit us up on social media start a convo with us send us an email i don't know anything to maybe say uh, hey you missed out on this go check it out or hey i love that too so Let's start with uh let's go West Coast first. Brian, what is your oh, first fave thing of 2022? I'm
2: trying to think the order I want to do this in. I'm gonna go from like like bottom to up bottom up. So you know, reverse countdown or whatever. Or no, not reverse countdown. That's reverse we cow. Love reverse, bottoms cow-girl. And reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say so you like reverse cowgirl <laughs> bottoms. Up, oh, got it. Got it. That is oh, that is your look, first pick.
2: Got it. Is the critical part of all that? It has to be up, not down. Okay, so
1: face down, ass up. That's why we like to reverse. Oh, yeah, girl. Fuck. Exactly. Um,
2: god, have y'all been drinking too? Because oh my god, um, the unbearable. No, just you. Oh jeez, this is gonna get this is gonna get messy here in a second. Come um, on, Luke Cage, re- redo. Oh no, <laughs> that is. One for the ages. Um, So I'll start with a movie that I really enjoyed. I did not know I would. I kind of thought I might, but I wasn't sure. It could have gone many different ways, and that is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Now, behind the scenes, this has actually, I think, I think I was going to discuss this multiple times in different episodes, and it it always got, like, I always last second changed it out with something else. So I'm not going to talk a lot about it. However, this movie is delightful it is the nick cage piece that we've all hoped i think in certain ways would happen eventually especially when nick cage started making really interesting choices <laughs> with his uh, acting um this is basically all about a fictionalized act a fictionalized nick cage who has done all of the same things that real life nick cage has done but with slightly different like I think his wife and his kid, you know, that's different. Um, But he's that kind of like this nadir in his career where he doesn't know what's next. He gets invited out by his agent, played by uh, Barney Stinson himself, uh, NPH, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, to go have this like – he doesn't even understand what it is, but just go hang out with this rich guy. I think it's like in – monaco i don't know some place, some fancy place geography is hard for me right now um and this person is played by uh pedro pascal who is also delightful and i never realized how just amazing those two would be together in a buddy movie buddy a buddy action comedy sort of it's serious moments it's not all comedy but a lot of it's comedy and they get like i think high together at one point they're falling off cliffs together it just just hijinks ensue and there's fbi and there's other stuff like it's it's so good um did wait wait did we actually talk about it i think now maybe as i'm saying this we did talk about this
1: you meant we didn't do it as a topic you mentioned we it because okay. i had to look yeah. it up
2: I, I in my head i'm sitting here like this this deja vu I, feeling i, I always I get i think
1: you did it as a, as a
2: one-up Oh, well, there you go. So I did it one up, but either way, go watch this. It's it's on streaming services, I'm sure, unless it's been taken off, in which case you've bought the DVD because we know they don't sell Blu-rays anymore for some reason. So <laughs> uh, that's a callback to a past episode. I don't know why I'm beeping. I'm sorry. I think I might explode <laughs> in a minute. Um, but yes, unbearable weight of massive talent. Go watch it. It is one of my top five.
1: All right. Uh, BJ, hit us with your first I was going to say, in,
0: in regards to Brian's first pick, um, the unbearable weight of Bottoms Up, um, <laughs> uh, mine, my first pick um, is uh, Kim Petrus' album Slut Pop. Slut, slut Pap. Slut Pop. I don't know why I said it like a northerner, Pap. Um, but I have uh, always... A midwesterner, been, thank you. seriously. <laughs>
4: I've been following don't say it like that.
0: Nope. I've I've literally lived this everybody is a northerner from where I'm from. Um, Seattle? Huh? <laughs> um, but uh no, uh, Kim Petras' uh slept Pop out of came out of nowhere. Um all of her albums have been kind of like bubblegummy, um mm. just very cutesy. Uh you mm. know, she
2: performed <laughs> Halloween you hear her Coconut. Halloween album? Do you hear her gothic album?
0: The Halloween album was was solid. That was actually my first Kim Petras album. You one.
2: would like that. That is the creepiest oh, yeah. fucking album I've heard in a long damn time. I was, and, and I was oh, yeah. going to say
0: Elvira was featured in like two tracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, No, that is where I discovered Kim Petras. But then her first mainstream album, um, uh, which had the song
2: Coconuts on it, which I was like, hey, Oh, absolutely. that's like last year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: No. Yeah. No. Slut pop came out fucking swinging, and I came out it, fucking. It, it is the yeah. It is. It is the fuck album of 2022. If you have not listened to Slut Pop, Throat Goat,
2: and oh Treat God. Me Like a
0: Slut, are so, okay, hold back up my here two though.
2: favorite songs. I have a question for you, BJ, because I also love Kim Petras, and I and before Unholy, which by the way is a fucking horrible song. Oh yeah, hot take, but seriously, it's bad. Do you really think that album is good in a serious way, in a club banger way, or in a satirical? I'm going to make this album, but I honestly am judging you for buying it. Way
0: I think. So I think Kim Petras, when she releases albums, kind of just picks a concept and doesn't just run with it. She gets in a stock race car and crashes it into, into the studio. That's fair. Um, because her, her for the There Will Be Blood album, like, absurdly gothic and absurd. Like, if, if it is not in your Halloween playlist, you're yeah. doing something wrong. Same for her, like, bubblegum pop album that she released that is 100% meant for, like, not just college students, but, like, 21- and 22-year-old college students who just learned how to drink college students um ha- and slut pop is meant for your 30 somethings that are just whores I wait
2: just, I... oh why are we putting an age on this here what is this about what is this ageism nonsense it is a it is a straight up dirty fucking dirty album, album. Yeah, like it... there's no subtlety so i'm going to talk about an album here in a little bit where there's like a modicum of subtlety and, and, and entendre kim petrus none zero it is straight up repetitive four on the floor dirty fucking shit it's good it's fun i like it but other than in a gay bar it it, as as like a thing you know that that the different kind of thing it works yes actually no (laughs) it's literally what i was thinking of like when i listened to this like i don't know what it was but yeah so so much not not that they play a lot of club uh, well okay i shouldn't say i know Bj, have you ever been to a bathhouse where they're playing uh, full-on four-on-the-floor club music? Well, it's dark and there's glow sticks. Not that I've been there. Uh-huh. But I no, I've never seen glow sticks at a, you can, at a bathhouse.
0: You could hear, you can hear your mental breaks. Your 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 mental state hit the brakes, and I love it. I love. I can see the tire tread on the concrete, but no, absolutely,
2: no, it I can, is. To paint a picture, it is the most... Like, if you're going to put a warning label for parents...
0: Yeah. <laughs> so here's yourself. the thing. Here's the thing. I would put her in the same class, as far as dirtiness goes, I would put her in the same class as Lil' Kim and Cupcake. It is it is Kim Petrus' Cupcake album. Because, uh, like I said, Cupcake literally has whole songs where, in the background, she's, like, sucking on a dildo as, like, the backbeat. So... Like, but like I said, I for some reason this I hum more songs from this Kim Petrus album than any other Kim Pet. Like Coconuts it was near and dear to my heart for the longest for the longest time. Coconuts was cute, and literally I would just be minding my own business, and like before I know it, I'm like my coconuts, and I don't like I don't know where that came from. Now
2: I'm sitting here like treat me like a slut. Write it, slide it, bite it, get inside it.
0: Yes. And, and Come on, I, touch
2: my body. I know that you like it. You can't hide it. Come on, touch my body. Hotter, bigger, faster, longer, thicker. Come on, touch my body. I can see that you getting. I can. I. Whoa! I can see that you getting excited. Come on, <laughs> touch my body. Treat me like a slut, <laughs> little dirty bitch. Now, and this is probably the least explicit song, honestly. Throat Goat. So much. Anyway, I'm just saying, DJ. I'm glad you brought this up. Because I thought Pat. a lot about this album and just trying to unpack what is going through her head. Oh, there's also, no unpacking
0: in this album. There's delighting no in them.
2: the fact about all the people who are discovering that she's trans for the first time and mm-hmm. having complicated feelings, that makes my twenty twenty-two so much richer. <laughs> and uh yeah, all of it. So anyway.
0: Uh, uh, but Pat, uh so for next year's favorite thing, I would love it if you could give me a soundbite <laughs> of Brian. <laughs> Reading uh Kim Petris um lyrics. That would be that would that would be that that's on my Christmas list. That's that's continuing my Christmas list from the previous uh previous episode.
5: So yeah, BJ, that, would that be. has to be the soundtrack to your new TikTok. It's just <laughs> yeah, the spoken word version of Kim Petrus. Yes. Make you get a TikTok trend. I'm
0: just. I'm gonna put glasses on Jane, and she's gonna be reading. She's gonna be reading the lyrics. Please
2: do that. Please, I can't. I can't wait to hear but, that. See
0: that. Oh god. That is. That is. That is my My, my first item on my uh, top five list.
1: <laughs> so that was the thing that we talked about, and uh, <laughs> moving on from the, the topic that I will not. Uh, I, I will not go down my own rabbit hole with because. You will not go down on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> Can
5: Petrus wood and sing about it,
1: and say and sign on with a a, a producer like she has. So anyway, um, um, and there's that. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we're gonna keep moving on because I don't <laughs> I, I don't want to mm, I don't want to get myself mad about, about that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so Eric, what is your
5: first? So, uh, my first topic is going to be one that we discussed on the November roundup, I think, um, which is the movie "The Menu," um, which uh, stars Ray Fiennes as um, a very high-profile, disillusioned with everything chef, um, and the last night at his restaurant, um, where he goes out with a bang. Um, and it's kind of a story about class, um, it's sort of a story about becoming disillusioned with your passion, um, and um, it's just really well done, and as someone who watches a lot of food TV and, like, Top Chef and Other, like, well to do food stuff. It was fun to watch this movie and mix it with a little bit of horror in a way. Um, So, yeah. I know BJ's seen it. Have either of the other two of you seen it?
1: No, I still haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's like, "Mm, well, you should (laughs) have.
5: But yeah, that's my first topic—the menu. Love it just it. came
2: out like like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> the in November.
2: To I don't go to <laughs> theaters.
5: Why? Not Jeez, that well, many that people is, go is, to theaters, I'm and you can to... see you can see ahead of time how many people are going to be in the theater right, and listen, where to sit away from
2: them. The theater near me does not offer that service. It is very lo fi and it is delightful. But I just I just don't go to theaters. I'm sorry. <laughs> for 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 movies, for other things, her yeah. I will see it. But- I do want to see it. Okay. Kim Petras. Go- oh my God. Listen,
4: <laughs> I am so sorry.
2: Cause I listen. I love Kim Petras. I'm sorry. I do, but I do not support Dr. Luke it says in Dr. Mr. Luke, whatever Luke. And I just read I wish- the article on Rolling Stones.
1: So yeah, <laughs> the, the doctor and Mr. Luke, <laughs> whatever that dude.
2: So yeah, I, I, I fully retract any support I had for that album. Um, BJ, it's all yours. Um, but yeah, and it's a shitty, like, anyway, yeah, all that to say, don't, don't, don't buy it.
5: (laughs) So (laughs) the the menu. (laughs) menu.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, speaking of the menu. So I was watching, oh, I actually meant to send you guys this video too. So, uh, Seth Meyers is probably my favorite late night host. Love him. So funny. The show is great, especially his YouTube like corrections and some of the other stuff. He does a show or a, a show within a show called day drinking with whoever just released did you guys see it yet lizzo and Uh it is amazing it is so funny they're they're hilarious i like i kind of like i kind of want to do that not that this episode isn't turning into that but like i kind of want to take that format because it's just they just get progressively like worse and worse and worse and then they're just it's it's delightful but, um, we yeah, did that with so, Luke Cage.
1: We saw how that turned out.
2: Listen, it is, and it's an epic moment in Flame On history.
1: <laughs> and then you when, can go back and listen to it be, be for the first time because you don't the, remember actually exactly. recording it. It's
2: the gift that keeps on giving. Um, <laughs> God, where was I going with no idea. <laughs> All right, you're revoked, sir. No more interruptions from you, sir. But, but no, it, what was the fucking connection? Anyway, but go watch it. It's great. Lizzo getting day drunk with um with uh, oh no, that's what it was. The co-writer, I figured it out. The co-writer of the menu is a writer for Seth Meyers for Late Night, and he's on the in in the episode in the day drinking thing. So I'm just saying that that tied back to the menu. It's very relevant to this discussion. <laughs>
1: And she posted uh, she posted some clips from it, it on her socials as well because I saw I saw her I, I saw a little clip of the that video. It was very entertaining. The co writer guy,
2: whoever his name is, I forgot. He looks like Adam, uh, not Adam Paul Rudd. He looks like Paul Rudd with a mask on because they actually still wear masks in this production <laughs> uh, in New York. Thank God. But yeah, it's anyway. That's the the joke. So yeah, go watch it. It's, uh, it's delightful. I,
1: I was picturing, like, a Phantom of the Opera man. <laughs> I was like, well, all right. Who knew? Uh, so my first thing is uh, there were a couple of Disney Plus shows to potentially bring up. But I chose one that we just released a Microsoft on. So we don't have to really dis- dive much into it. You can just go back two episodes from this one and uh, check out our, our microsode on She-Hulk attorney at law and uh yeah it was a fun ride through the whole thing uh, oh god i don't I, I don't want he's got a mask out y'all i don't know i don't know <laughs> what's going on oh eric say the line which one oh god i thought eric froze again
4: i know i do. <laughs> <laughs> So
1: still, it was so still. I was, I was having flashbacks from the last time we recorded. Because <laughs> <laughs> podcasting is notoriously a visual
5: medium. A visual
1: medium. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she Hulk, it. I wasn't sure what it was going to be like. Um It ended up surpassing my expectations. Ending was interesting. It was not the norm, and it obviously, um, you know, really played on the trope of uh what Marvel does for their third act or their their climax of their products. Um the cast was great. There were some pieces that were maybe a little underutilized, uh, and we talked about those in the Microsode. But overall I had a really great time with it. Um Tatiana Maslani and Charlie Cox's chemistry was phenomenal. Tatiana Maslani's chemistry with everybody on the show was fantastic. Um Nikki, Pug, uh, Mallory, all of them, just phenomenal. If you had reservations, you weren't sure, um, don't listen to the our microsode because we spoil a lot of things. We talk about a lot of things. Um, go and check it out. Give it a watch. And uh, I'm excited to see where we see She-Hulk next. I don't know where that will be, but that is definitely something that I, I'm looking forward to. All right, Brian, what is your second pick?
2: Uh, let's see. I did a, the movie. I'm doing a TV show. Let's do Rings of Power. That was totally not a fist that I was just throwing in the air. Um, so we are going to do a micro on this. I don't know when we've talked about it. It got away from us. We had other things come up, but Rings of Power. Talked a little bit about it. I don't think I think I it had not finished its first season when I talked about it the first time. However, it landed so well this the ending of the first season and the story so far i i am more emboldened now to recommend it what is interesting is there has been quite a backlash online and i think part of it is legitimate they have issues with maybe the way some characters are portrayed like you know galadriel whatever whatever i'm not going to get into that because i don't agree but other people are totally trolling it because they don't like the fact that it had Amazing diverse casting, Um, and that is something you can never forget. That these idiots go for these review bombs when they don't like, as we just talked about, She-Hulk, for example. So, go watch this. I just introduced my mother's husband. That's my stepfather. (laughs) Yes, you're you're making sure. (laughs) I have problems with stepfather and father-in-law. They get complicated. I don't know why. It's My brain It's like the same like neuron. It's splitting duties. But I just shared it to him. He's a big Tolkien nerd. He loved it. Um, I am a moderate Tolkien nerd. And even if it's not true, a thousand percent, it's a little fanfic. It's still great. The music by Bear McCreary, which was my Spotify rap artist of the year, which I acknowledge Spotify is problematic, too like everything else these days, but it is because they don't pay album. They don't pay artists enough. Like the rap was like, Oh, you love bear McCreary because I do. His music is amazing. Fiona Apple sings the main, like uh, one ring to rule them all one ring to find them, blah, 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 that thing. She sings a song to that poem. That is at first like listening. You're like, I don't know if I like it. It's kind of awkward, but the meter is awkward. It's a weird, it's an awkward phrase, but yes, they reveal who Sauron is. Sauron, um, it's 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 totally what I thought it was. So, spoiler alert! If you go back and listen to what I said whenever I talked about it, it's 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 pretty much who I think who I said. But either way, doesn't matter. Next season's going to be epic. I'm so excited. Um, Got to go watch Rings of Power. Did you guys finish it yet? I know some of you yeah. I think Bj. okay it, we all pretty much like it.
0: Uh, I, I still have yet to watch it.
5: Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I've never re- read the... Sim- Simula, Silmarillion. Yeah, that one. The um, so Somewhere. I really don't know much of the lore pre-Third Age. Um, but I've enjoyed the larger Tolkien universe. Um, it's a beautiful show. Um yeah, kind of the misdirect about Sauron was pretty dang obvious. Yeah. Um, oh, by the end, you're like,
2: yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. not the one person and you, you're yeah. pretty sure it's the other. But yeah. from the beginning, I, again, I went back and rewatched the first few and you're like, okay, yeah, no, this doesn't, this, this doesn't give it away at first. Um, no. but how badass was, I mean, we're going to spoil it a little bit. How badass was the uh, Hobbit? stranger dudes, little epic showdown. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed these little, whoever the hell they were ring wraiths, maybe uh, proto ring wraiths, uh, little, that, that whole, that whole scene is, is
5: just, it was so, so yeah. epic. And yeah, yeah they were uh, cool. They, the only part I didn't really enjoy too much were, I feel like the Harfoots were overused. Uh, because you had to have a Hobbit-esque lead character somewhere as a through line from, oh my gosh, the lead character in Lord of the Rings is a Hobbit. Oh my gosh, the lead character in The Hobbit is a Hobbit. So you have to have a lead character that's a Hobbit in Rings yeah. of Power.
2: But it like I like that she's I like that the main characters a girl they like the the two girls so they're like buddies and I like that the leader of that tribe is black like I again with that diverse casting I, they weren't my favorite scenes because they're all they're all a little like oh, the hobbits doing the Hobbit thing, um which has never been my favorite part of Lord of the Rings in general, but like you gotta do it and they did it well and they tied it into certain things in the main the, the Lord of the Rings and stuff anyway, all that to say, I don't disagree. But it could have been worse. I think it could have been worse. Yeah. Um, they could have had Tom Bombadil show up. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, I'm worse. still waiting for Tom Bombadil.
5: <laughs> I love me some Tom Bombadil. I,
2: I, fair. <laughs> I just, yeah. Anyway, if you're deep, deep, deep cut fan of the of the books, and you, you you know that Tom Bombadil showing up, you're like, oh boy. Um, which he's, they, they've never done in in any of the the TV or movies. But yes. Anyway, Rings of Power. Go watch it. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> i guess the new season doesn't come out until like 2024 when god only knows what the world will be like so hey enjoy the apocalypse with a side of tolkien um but yeah it's uh that's my choice for number four i guess reverse order cowgirl no <laughs>
1: bj on to you let's keep going i was like this is a short episode you're (laughs) you're just gonna need to
0: record all of his his, uh his his tracks and send them to me (laughs) um (laughs) next up for me is uh beyonce's renaissance album um personally i honestly she has some great tracks from all of her other albums but i don't think i've ever listened to a beyonce album all the way through multiple times and by multiple times i mean like Ten minutes before this recording, um, yeah, um, it's it, she uh, she dedicated it to her uncle. Um, it's got a lot of ballroom culture uh, sprinkled around in it, and yeah, it's it's incredibly black. It's inc- it's for the she's, they's, and gays. Um, I also have enjoyed some of the discourse uh, that people have had about it being uh, being. Not quite the Beyonce that they uh they like or understand. And I'm like, and I respond with that with the album was not for you. Um so yeah, uh that is my uh fourth pick as well.
1: See what you have to do when they're like, This isn't the Beyonce that I like. You play that SNL clip, um, the day Beyonce <laughs> turned black. Yes. Yes. And that's it. I mean, really that's just that's it.
4: There you go.
1: Um I still haven't gotten around to listening to it. I know, bad gay, really bad gay, but uh, my favorite things to come out of it were all of the, the unique memes that <laughs> were all over Twitter. Best thing, best thing. Uh, Eric, what is your next one?
5: I'll stick with music, and I'm going to go with probably my most played album of the year, which is Lizzo's Special. Yes. Um, I've really enjoyed her journey thus far. I really enjoyed special. It's about dang time. Uh, Everybody's gay. Um, Am I ready? Um, All banging tracks. And she just enjoys being unapologetically herself. Um, from putting out her own lingerie and women's wear line to most recently, was it the People's Choice Awards? Was that the award show that just happened? Yes. Um, And as part of her acceptance speech, she brought out this whole row of women activists and went down the line introducing each of them and their causes that they were fighting for. And it's just great the way... That she um, is just a positive influence in everywhere. And she played the crystal flute from the Library of Congress. And it was amazing. And it upset all of the people who don't understand what the Library of Congress is. And it was <laughs> like... Basically made a bunch of racist white people angry. Which is always a good thing. Um, so yeah, Lizzo is special. And you should listen to her album
1: i am so happy that she's doing larger tours but i am sad because them tickets be expensive but it is phenomenal if you have a chance to see lizzo great show eric and i went and saw her um, back when i lived in florida and it was a grand old time so go check her out
4: as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns
1: uh i will carry on the music train then uh i am doing a it's a little mishmash mostly queer music i had a phenomenal year of queer music um my youtube music rewind top artist <laughs> because i don't use spotify um was fletcher releasing her debut album girl of my dreams i uh, saw her twice this year in concert It was phenomenal um angry angsty lesbian breakup music into self-reflection and um self-care self-realization and coming out of it a a better person um still working on that last part but the the bitter angry uh lesbian breakup music still definitely my jam uh hayley kyoko put out her second album panorama um uh carly ray jepson put out the loneliest time um, am I missing somebody? Oh Lord, why do I feel like I'm missing somebody else besides the the last big one? What was I gonna say? Uh, uh, no, okay, those were the the ones that I wanted to highlight. Um, Fletcher was my top streamed artist this year. I guarantee you, next year it's gonna be Taylor Swift because Midnight's came out and fantastic album. It is a it's different, but the same. All at the same time, it's not meant to be. It's not meant to take you on a new journey. It's not meant to take you on a new trip. This is uh, the conceit of this album. When she announced it, was thirteen sleepless nights across her life. So a lot of the production harkens back to old eras because these nights that kept her awake at night, or uh, these nights that, that had her sleepless, were spanned across red and fearless and her debut album and um 1989 and reputation so i i it feels like the songs are pinpointed to those eras and have that feel of those so if you've been listening to taylor for a while you'll feel like oh a lot of these things feel familiar to you um and then she decided to drag john mayer right through the mud again Um, And on her 3 a.m. edition, had a song called Would Have, Could Have, Should Have, and just rakes them over the fucking coals. And it's phenomenal. So um, it's been a great year for music. Beyonce, Lizzo, Taylor, Carly Rae, Hayley, Kiyoko, Fletcher. All of those. Highly recommend all of those albums. Go listen to them. Go stream them. Uh, Brian, number three. So, keeping in the
2: theme, uh, I want to talk about uh, my favorite album of twenty twenty two, Tuvalu, which until about six months ago tovolo. I
5: did not.
2: <laughs> <Tovolo>. <laughs> Tuvalu, Tuvalu, yeah. Anyway, uh, amazing artist. I've been a fan for years, but her latest album, which is Dirty Femme, uh I think I have listened to that album more times than I have listened to any other album in quite some time. Exception potentially is Bear McCreary's Rings of Power album, but uh, love her so much. This is her first independently produced studio album and um, her other stuff has been, uh, you know, fantastic. She is following in the tradition of amazing Swedish Singer songwriters who have just nailed the, the 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 zeitgeist, nailed the format that people love, um, but uh, no one dies oh, from the love.
5: Oh, <laughs> there's a
2: through no there no seriously there's a through line there. If you go watch, there's like a Netflix. We talked about this, I think, the Netflix documentary where they go through the Swedish songwriting like industry. It's yeah mind-boggling how many American popular bands and song and singers have had songs produced by Swedish uh producers writers everything so so the fact that she is like organically Swedish and comes out of that tradition but is just amazing like I just I cannot tell you how much I love her uh So mm-hmm. Dirty Fem has been out since October uh I'm gonna get to go see her finally in concert here next year which I don't go to a lot of like those kind of shows, but oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, and yeah, No One Dies From Love is great. But and that's like that's like the first radio edit, whatever her music videos. It reminded me of Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer and that she kind of tells this sort of story across her album or her videos, which, you know, Beyonce's done. it, A bunch of people have done it, but love that. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Water? Not watermelon. Oh, oh, with grapefruit that is a song to listen to. Grapefruit is a heartbreaking song about trying to stay fit in an industry that demands you be the peak of, you know, physical perfection and, and yet knowing that that's just not you, you'll never be there, but you still have to try. It's grapefruit is one of the most beautiful songs on that album and it's heartbreaking, but it's just gorgeous. And, um, yeah, highly recommend Tuvalu. Tovalo, uh, I'm so excited. Hopefully you guys can catch her in concert too. But uh dirty femme, great album, so many good songs. Go check it out.
1: But will Tuvalu be wearing her cake hat at I this concert? Hope,
2: if she is, I'm gonna get a picture and I'm sending it to everybody. It's gonna be very, very exciting. I don't know.
1: Tuvalu I forgot, about,
2: forgot about her cake hat.
1: <laughs> oh, Tuvalu. Oh, Lordy. BJ, what is uh, your next uh, your next fave? Uh, curveball. I actually
0: changed one of mine. Um, uh, actually, it was so... Originally, it was going to be Heidi Klum and her worm costume from Halloween. But <laughs> uh, keeping in the Halloween theme and celebrity, uh, I had to go with Kiki Palmer. Uh, she's been having a really good year. Uh, she was in the movie Nope. Um, which was really hard for me to leave off this list. Uh, She she hosted Saturday Night Live for the first time uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was absolutely phenomenal. She announced her pregnancy in the the opening um, monologue. And she's also launching her own um, TV network called uh, Key TV. Um, It's supposed to spotlight uh, new generations of creators, Uh, And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the internet. Apparently, started (laughs) clamoring for her to be Rogue uh, in the MCU, and she did a whole series of a photo series of her dressed as not just Rogue but like X Men '97 Rogue. So, uh, and she looked absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, I thought you were
5: going to talk about the new. video that got released of her interviewing Angela Bassett where Angela Bassett has her do her Angela Bassett impression in front of her, uh, yes. which is a lot of fun. She
0: has her, she has her do um, uh, her character from the Michael Jackson uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. honestly, it was, it was great. I love Kiki Palmer so much. Um, uh, she was also on hot ones and she did, uh, she did a really good, uh, really good stint on that. But uh, yeah, no, Miss Kiki Palmer, uh, look her up. A lot of people are discovering her for the first time uh, this year. And she was uh, oh, she was in both seasons of Scream Queens. So I would say if you're looking to expand your Kiki Palmer uh, education, Scream Queens is definitely where to start.
1: Excuse me, I'm going to need you to take that picture down. That is a picture of my sister. She was killed in a car accident. <laughs> Nobody's going to finish it? Damn it baby that's kiki palmer uh you, all, you also left out that she replaced uh megan the stallion as judge on legendary season three rest in peace oh, legendary right. that got canceled but you know whatever yes I all don't right watch season three yet bitch what the, that's why it got canceled <laughs> damn it bj damn it anyway moving on eric what's your next
5: one Uh, So my next one is uh, The Legend of Vox Machina, um, which is the animated kind of retelling, reimagining of the first campaign from the popular D&D show. Uh, Holy crap. I just blanked on the name of it. Critical Uh, Critical Role. Yes. Um, And it was a lot of fun. A lot of fantasy, a lot of violence, and uh, all of an adult nature. Um, and it was great. And uh, the second season should be coming out in January.
1: So Nice. I know that was one of your topics. So if you want to yes. hear more about Eric's thoughts, um, uh, swim back through our back catalog. And uh, you can hear him chat more about, about that and the, the legend of eight Vox. <laughs> no. Oh, no no
5: no <laughs> no close no.
1: close 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 uh all right one two three. okay it's my turn again i'm trying to keep track of, of this of, of the order um so for my next one uh i will say let's talk about sandman uh netflix adaptation of neil gaiman's sandman Uh, dropped 10 episodes and then had a surprise, maybe not surprise 11th episode, depending on how quickly you watched uh, Trixie and Katya Queens who like to watch YouTube episode. Um, But overall a, I see, I did not read Sandman. I know that we did a a, a much deeper conversation about this. Um, And you guys have a a deeper understanding of the actual like comic books uh, themselves. But I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. It was a really good series. Um, casting was fantastic. Uh, Kirby Hal Baptiste, I don't, I don't think we even I, I don't think we sang her praises enough as, as death when we talked about it the first time. Um, but it, it was just really done uh, very well. The extra episode uh, was tangential, but still done really well, animated uh, in the first half. And then um, the the Calliope episode was just, it it was all done very well. It thankfully has been uh, announced for a season two return Uh, and being DC, but not DC, it is staying kind of, (laughs) at least we're still getting that season two. It's not part of the uh, potential slate of DC projects that are being canceled and uh, pulled from. Uh, production uh, a la Batgirl and Wonder Woman 3, and all of these other films and uh, productions that are, are happening in the DC side. But uh, yeah, if you have not checked it out, I highly suggest it. I highly recommend it. Sandman on Netflix. Brian, your fourth one, or number two. I don't know how you're counting anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't either.
2: Everything, (laughs) everywhere, all at once. Um, I was trying to do two movies, two TV shows, and something else. So this is my second movie. Um, This movie is one of the best, I think, from this past year in its originality, in its heart, in its humor, in its tropes that it borrows liberally, but in an amazing way, transforming the martial arts comedy genre, uh, such as it was. Uh, you know, into this, into this amazing, uplifting, positive story that I draw strength from occasionally as I need to from fighting the overwhelming darkness in, in reality these days. So I think if we, we talked a lot about this, I know at least in, in in an episode over the summer when it came out, if you haven't seen it, it's streaming now, I forgot where, but it's, it's definitely available at home because it's not in the theaters anymore. Not that I would know. Um, as far as, you know, seeing it on the marquee, but like, it's, it's, it's such a great show, uh, such a great movie, such a great journey, uh, learned something recently that Michelle Yeoh's character originally was named Wang. And she's like, I'll take the part, but you got to change the name. It's not going to be Wang, (laughs) which I thought was like, oh, okay. I mean, there you go. It's fine. I get it. Um, but yeah, so highly, 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 if we haven't already said enough about this movie and you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a great Christmas movie, not that it's a Christmas movie, but I think it's 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 a commensurate with the spirit of Christmas and the spirit of light and darkness. So, uh, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, please go watch if you have not already. That is my number two, counting down to number one. Pick and uh,
5: recently on YouTube, um, they put the audition reel for um, Stephanie, oh my goodness, her last name, uh hsu how do you oh, say yeah so sue, sue? Yeah. yeah um so it's her kind of becoming the uh her character for the first time and it's just a lot of fun to watch especially if you've seen the movie already
1: very nice and it's streaming on showtime
5: um oh so I'm, so watch that after you watch matt rogers have you heard of christmas <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go pay that dollar and uh, get your two months uh, for a dollar and watch both of those and then uh, cancel uh, as I'm looking I'm like oh it's two dollars a month extra to add Showtime to Paramount plus if you have the premium plan maybe I'll maybe I'll upgrade for a month and then uh, and then do that I don't want to mess with my Hulu plan because uh, Verizon pays that for me. <laughs> uh good times good times i still need to see the movie i've heard so many good things about it i just never got around to seeing it so um i may have to i may have to do that eric i may need to watch uh, some matt rogers and some everything everywhere all at once uh on showtime all right well, back back to me yes right yeah yes no no matt. bj <laughs> oh, let's, oh, okay. Oh, because you were talking about it, Eric. I got so confused for a second. <laughs> got so confused. That was Brian's. Okay. BJ, yeah. there we go. I, I'm telling you, I'm so confused. Uh, BJ, what's your next one?
0: Continuing on with movies, uh, I got to go with, uh, it was really rough because there were so many good horror movies this year. I mean, it was this year was slam packed with some really interesting, really fun, really creepy horror movies. Uh, but I had to go with Hellraiser twenty twenty two. I was very impressed um, with the story. Everyone acted their ass off. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really go in. I've watched all the original Hellraisers, so I was a pretty big fan. Um, but. Yeah, absolutely. Hellraiser 2022 um kind of ki- kind kind of was my my it's my star of of the horror movies for this year, um followed by things like The Barbarian Smile and everything like that. Um but no, yeah, if you have not seen Hellraiser, the new Hellraiser movie, it's up on Hulu. Um it was it was a Halloween watch for me, uh but it is definitely uh it, it's it's up there with the first Hellraiser for me. So it's, it, it is either first runner up from the first Hellraiser or the first Hellraiser is uh first runner up for this one. Um, I can't wait to see them do more and see what else they do. And uh, as well as the, uh, the actress that uh, portrayed um, the priest or pinhead this time around, she did a fantastic job. And yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see them do more.
1: Nice. Nice. All right, now let's bring it over to Eric. Here we go. <laughs> Got myself back on track here. Um, another
5: uh, TV series uh, that premiered this year um, was surprising for a number of reasons. Uh, Our flag means death. Um, I didn't know I needed um, a semi-biographical uh, gay pirate comedy adventure. Uh, but it was fantastic and I don't want to talk too much about it cause go listen to our episode where we completely broke down the series, um, and had a very long discussion about it. Uh, but that's on the HBOs. Um, hopefully still for now. <laughs> um, uh, and they hold it, yes. yeah, <laughs> well, they're still uh, planning on making another season. Um, so, but for now yes. Yes, for now.
2: No, not only <laughs> did they not only did they plan, they just finished shooting the second season. Ah, yes. now that doesn't mean it's going to be released, given HBO's <laughs> track record lately. However, it is done. They did shoot it.
1: Lord, I was going to say, yeah, uh, backroll anybody? Oh, oh, the
2: Minx The minks got cut after they basically finished the season too. So yeah, I ugh, it's so stupid.
1: I hate. I hate today. <laughs> um so for my next one i am going to do let me see there's been some changes so i want to <laughs> <laughs> pick what i what i'm going to do next uh a million little things i've talked about it a bunch of times in the past um i wanted to do something that was kind of outside of the normal scope uh i i, I cannot recommend this show enough uh, they just announced recently, within the last couple of weeks, that the fifth and final season is going to be starting in February. It was not put on the um, the the winter release, so the fall release schedule. Uh, so we don't have the big winter break, uh, you know, television gap that that we get. So season five will run straight through, starting in February to the end of the series. Um, I I've raved about it before if I walk out of there an episode and I haven't cried, um, I feel like I haven't paid enough attention because it is just it, where things like bros and spoiler alert, give me the queer representation and especially at the, at the age, because the, the characters are all kind of in line with where we all are for the mo- like in that age bracket, um, the main characters of a million little things Are right in that same that same age bracket. One of the characters, when he said, you know, date of birth and the year was eighty one, I was like, oh damn, I'm 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 feeling seen in this. Um, But it's also becoming what I swear is the queerest network television show. And for them to tackle stories like um, coming out as trans and coming out as gay and. Uh, having the the gay character be in a long-distance relationship and be cheated on and, and how to, like, h- coping with that. Like, there is so many things that this show brings to the table that I don't think it gets enough attention, recognition, and, and love that it, it should. Um, so I highly recommend it. Like I said, last season, final season is coming up in February. Um, I, I really, really strongly recommend uh, watching it. I call it... Uh, my generation's 30 something. Cause I feel like that is uh, kind of in line with where show, the show, the feel of the show. So a million little things it's uh, streaming on Hulu and airs on ABC. If you're going to watch it live. All right. Final round, Brian, what is your last topic?
2: Andor. of course, of course it is. Uh, we just talked about this last, well, two episodes ago. Um, and it finished because I think when I talked about it again, it had not quite wrapped up. Andor is the best science fiction programming of any of anything else that I've seen in the last year plus. And it's a Star Wars story, too. So that the fact that it's so good after things like The Mandalorian also being pretty, pretty darn good, Tales of the Jedi, all that stuff, like it just proves that the star Wars universe is fertile ground for storytelling without it being about skywalkers, Jedi space battles. It it, it just, there's so much interesting cultural material in an oppressed society, finding its energy, finding its strength to rise up and stand against the oppressors. Like I, that last episode of Andor, um, where basically it's a full-on revolt. Spoiler, mild spoilers. It, and it's just a beautiful episode because it's all so grounded. And this is the thing that I was reading, um, the guy who created the show, Tony Gilroy. He's like, you have to ground the the stories of you know, far-flung space culture, weird aliens, all that stuff. You have to ground it with real sounds real items real t- tactile experiences to really make that connection and oh my god it's so much it's so good did did you guys all finish did anybody finish andor i haven't started i haven't either bj you're the disney guy <laughs> i'm looking at you
0: <laughs>
2: i didn't say disney gay i said disney guy
0: Eric's i'm definitely a not a guy. disney gay yeah, um, Eric
2: Eric's the Disney guy.
0: Um, so I've uh I've I've put all of like the Star Wars stuff in like a little folder in my head. And I will say um what I've seen of Andor has been fantastic. I haven't finished it yet. Um I am more on the lookout for Acolyte. Um that is a project that they have announced that's going to be mostly concentrating. They haven't said at what time frame it takes place.
2: Yeah, they have. have it's they? pre thought, it's pre High Republic.
0: Is it pre high pre high republic? It's, oh, okay. Cool. It,
2: yeah, it's it's High Republic where the Sith infiltrates the Jedi, but yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested. I definitely as as you said, there are so many friggin' stories that they can tell that they are just like that are just there for the picking i would love to see a live action thing involving the night sisters i would love i would love a a horror centric star wars series because there's some there's some absolutely terrifying aliens and creatures that are just straight up fucking lovecraftian that i'm like we're just gonna gloss over that like that's yeah. a giant fucking worm. Well, Sarlacc. Sarlacc specs-
2: pit alone is fucking oh, nightmare God. But before all of that, before all of that, finish Andor because yeah. I, I <laughs> Andor is the adult Star Wars experience that I have been craving, and I know they've been trying to make in other pre-Disney times. There have been massive like inroads at making Star Wars TV, Star Wars video games that were not about space wizards. Space Samurai, yeah. like Andor, is the thing that finally, and and not that I can't. I love Space Jedi. I, I mean, I love Jedi. I love Space Samurai. I love all of that. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars like nut. But when Rogue One happened, it was popular and it worked in many ways. Sometimes it didn't. There were a few things didn't. But this is that, but times a television show with this, this the, the the time and the the mood and the budget to really get into the, the the nooks and crannies of a Star Wars culture. I think a lot of times Star Wars is very superficial. They yeah. don't really get into complex characters at all. And what you're seeing here are the it's the is the rebellion like coalescing and coming together and all of the hard sacrifices that you have to have to accomplish anything in this world in in any world and that's so powerful and the fact that like it's not getting that attention that people are kind of like eh it's so disappointing to me as as somebody who just i don't know i just i it it it, it you got to watch it i am this is the strongest recommendation i can make you got to get it through maybe the first couple episodes it's a little slow it's a slow burn right it's decompressed storytelling and all that but like just give it the runway it 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 earns
5: it it's just, the, yeah, all of it's so good. Um, I've, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's just, of all the characters in Rogue One, the singular yeah. character, I wanted nothing. I I needed nothing else to know. Yep. I don't want to know anything about. Everyone else, I would love a prequel story on. It's just- I felt the same.
2: A thousand <laughs> percent. And that's why I am so jazzed about it. Because from what I did not care about to now what i have seen and, and you know and honestly andor himself is not the most interesting thing on in the show all of the people around him are what shape the world and his part is critical but it's not it's, it's the through line right it's the, it's the why you're there as far as like the journey but oh my god the people around him the the, the again the storytelling around him it's just so good and it just yeah that's all I, I I mean I could talk forever about this topic because I just love it. That last episode again, marching band nerds. Let me make an appeal to you. There's a fucking marching band in Star Wars and it's not dumb. It's not stupid. It's it's and it's a it's like a funeral dirge. So yeah. I'm just telling you, please go watch this. Finish this first season. And the second season is going to be different. It's going to be kind of its own animal. Maybe good, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see in like two years, whatever they finish. Because, you know, things take a long time now. All that. But, yeah, go watch Andor. It's great.
1: We didn't even need to do a micro now. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't want to talk
2: about it ever again. No, when It comes back, and then I'll have a lot more to say.
1: BJ, what is your final uh, your final pick for the year?
0: Uh that would be Wakanda Forever. Um I will say that this movie in, in no other movie in the MCU and yes, I'm including Endgame and Infinity War had quite as much to balance as this movie had to. Um, I was nervous when Disney announced that they would not recast T'Challa. And I was nervous that they, they, uh, because uh, I will say t- there's been storylines in the comics where T'Challa has just taken a back seat, and a lot of the other characters in Wakanda had to kind of pick up the slack. Um, and I was nervous because I, they were building towards that Uh, because I believe Wakanda Forever was actually originally supposed to be a series before Black Panther 2, and then they just kind of combined everything into one movie, but they knocked it out of the park. Uh, The emotional center's there. It's like a send-off for Chadwick Boseman. Um, You you kind of get that feeling that the actors are definitely pulling from their actual grief. Um, Angela Bassett has the first... Golden Globe nomination of a uh, MCU uh, character in her uh, performance uh, for uh, for something in the MCU um, yeah um, it's it is absolutely phenomenal. I was shocked they even left in uh, like you know the world building stuff that all Marvel movies are just kind of slated that they have to do um, If you can see this movie in like a theater absolutely go do it. Um, it, 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 it was wonderful. I got a cute little picture. I think I may have posted it up on the socials, but it was a picture of, uh, these two sisters that went to go see the movie and they were actually in all white, which is the Wakandan like funeral garb is like, is, is all white clothing. Um, so it was cute. It was but it was a really good movie and there wasn't a single dry eye in the house. Um, uh, no more. Perfectly portrayed. I cannot wait to see uh, more of him in the MCU. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the soundtrack, Jesus Christ. I can't listen to the soundtrack without tearing up. So maybe in a couple months, I will I will listen to the soundtrack completely. But as of right now, it is too, too many feelings. I have too many feelings. Um, but uh, definitely Wakanda Forever, uh, go see it. Absolutely, please go see it.
1: Yeah, and we will still do a microsoat on that because we have not dove into uh, into that film, uh, and and we definitely need to. Uh, right, Eric, what is your final pick for the year? So my final pick, um,
5: I am, it's just gay rom coms. Um, this year, both Fire Island and Bros came out which was, we talk about representation and this, they're both high profile movie releases. Um, Yes. Fire Island was on streaming, but still got so much press. Um, Just the fact of how gay all around the production was, um, they were, it was just allowed to be themselves It was uh, gay behind the camera, gay writers, gay producers, gay actors, uh, both for Fire Island and Bros. And it was just great to see the stories. And they didn't have to be watered down um, portrayals of the way things were in the past with gay media uh, that was trying to be uh, released for straight audiences, you know, it, it was just, it was just a lot closer to what some of our lives are. I can't say all, but some, because <laughs> uh, obviously not every movie is going to have representation for everyone, but, uh, it, it just made me happy to see those films come out this year. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Joel Kim Booster also uh, was on the uh Great American holiday baking show. So he's just having a banner year all around. Listen, you, had, you And get he was on thing. Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, just,
5: I don't know if he won or not, but I just know he was on it.
1: Just making money moves. Making money mm-hmm. moves. Gotta love it. Um no that is. And that's on awesome. Z Way as
5: well. He was on Z Way this season.
1: I mean, who wasn't? Weren't you on Z Way <laughs> as well? <laughs> uh anywho all right my last pick uh all-star seven like honestly i revived a weekly recap series that spanned the three months or so that it was on uh if that t- doesn't tell you how much i enjoyed the show i mean honestly you can go back we have all all episodes were reviewed and recapped by uh, a rotating guest of characters and co-hosts. Um, the, the cast was fantastic, except for that one queen that I don't like. And um, <laughs> overall, no, too vague. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: Calm down.
5: Say uh, her name.
4: <laughs>
1: I was like, "Who said it first? Was it Monet? Or was it uh? Was it the vixen? Yeah, uh, the vixen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, too vague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't seen my neighbor in a while, uh, but it's always a pleasure running into uh, the vixen in the elevator or the lobby or, <laughs> or wherever. Uh, but yeah, All Star Seven. It was a. It gave me everything that I needed from an All Star season. Um, I'm very trepidatious about All-Stars 8 um, because of spoilers that have already come out and uh, certain things that are happening in the world of online-ness. We'll see what happens. But AS7, so good. Pick an episode. Go listen to uh, to me chat with a rotating cast of characters. And um, yeah, that is, I think, the best way um, besides saying, is that my camera? Uh, to end <laughs> this episode.
0: Do we have time for another? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gentlemen, start your engines. May the best woman win.
0: They changed, they changed it to changed drag queen. queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. <sighs> love it. <laughs> That does it for the year 2022 dear listeners. Those are our picks. Uh, go check out what it's some new things that maybe we've suggested. Tell us what are some of your favorite things and then, uh, have yourself a safe, happy and a healthy new year. And, uh, we will see you all back here in 2023 for more game geeky podcasting for your life. Um, Thank you again for just another fantastic year of episodes. Thank you, gentlemen, Ziz's, for uh, providing lots of great conversation, discussion, uh, dissection, and dissemination of pop culture. And uh, yeah, until we meet again, Bobby Itch. I up. love to inseminate.
2: Uh-uh. Happy New Year.
1: <laughs> Seriously,
0: though,
4: will. I'm going to need... <laughs> <laughs>